This is Nerd Talk Everybody, to this week's episode of Nerd Talk Ellipse, where nerd enthusiasts such as us come together with a common goal to geek out and preach nerdism in yesterday's and today's nerd culture. Featuring your hosts, Lane Stein and DJ Ben Hollow. For episode 18 of Nerd Talkalypse. My name is Lane. And I'm Deej. And as always, we're geeking out weekly with our listeners about our favorite nerd topics from Marvel and DC Comics, specializing in its CWs, Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, and soon to be Supergirl. Star Wars, Harry Potter, Walking Dead, Pokemon, Dragon Ball Z, and everything in between. That's right, folks. Today on our show, we're going to be talking about everything that we didn't talk about last time because we got a little too held up talking about The Flash. So we're going to talk about Arrow's season finale and the Legends of Tomorrow season finale that has been over for a while now. So we're going to talk about that. And, um, nerd we're gonna, news. Yeah, we're going to do nerd news. And at the end, we're going to talk about the specials that we're going to do coming up um, in the next couple weeks <coughs> you know, over, over the summer and things like that. But We're running out of shows. We don't have no more shows. We're still getting in on Daredevil. We can start doing Daredevil episodes. Yeah, we can talk about last night's episode if you want. Yeah. Without further d- delay, here comes nerd news. It's time for the latest in nerd news with Nerd Talkalypse. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is episode 18 of Nerd Talkalypse Nerd News. We're going to go ahead and get right into it. We've got a little bit of everything again this week. Um, some Walking Dead news. We're going to start right off with that. So, Fear of the Walking Dead's timeline in comparison to The Walking Dead has been <coughs> revealed this 
past week um, from the showrunner. I can't remember his name, but he's been quoted in saying that I think by the end of, of the mid-season two finale, um, they hadn't quite reached, but are very close to the point where Rick Grimes wakes from his coma. So all of this time, still, they haven't caught up to War of the Walking Dead, which is interesting. Probably, probably shouldn't, wouldn't take too much longer, though. No, I'm, I'm assuming like by the end of season two, if that... If not, like in the first next couple episodes, it's going to be. Right. So, I mean, that's crazy. That means that there are three seasons potentially Yeah. ahead. It's crazy. Of The Walking Dead. Would it be ahead? Behind. Would be behind The Walking Dead. Yeah, oh. behind The Walking Dead. Yeah. Which is crazy. And then they also said that this week that there's no. that there will never be a crossover, which is understandable. But right. like I, I feel like they might maybe put some sort of like, maybe a little bit like as the guys from Free the Walking Dead travel, they'll hear Rick Grimes' name or something like that. Yeah, or they'll they might maybe they'll run into somebody. Yeah, maybe they'll run into somebody that they've all. That maybe the, they'll run into Michonne on the on the sea if they're still. In the yeah, maybe that the that far ahead. Or I feel like maybe maybe they could run. They could maybe we'll see like Dale's RV. Somewhere in the background, like even yeah. like in the next by the end of season two or something, <coughs> before Dale yeah. and them got to, maybe I it don't depends know. Depends how far east they end up going. Yeah, but and then, uh, we got Norman Reedus said the week after completing the filming. No, he said this the week after completing the filming for the season seven premiere, that it is a hundred percent worth this long wait, which is good. Yeah. So, no need to worry. This <laughs> long wait, you're not gonna be disappointed, according to Norman Reedus. Um. So let's hope. Let's hope. I'm I'm just hoping that they killed the right person. That's all that matters to me. Um. So DC Universe news. There, there's quite a bit of this, which is pretty cool. A lot of some exci- some exciting things. <coughs> so earlier this week, rumors exploded across fan sites and the internet, um, claiming that four titles for the upcoming Justice League movie were being revealed, and the rumor had it. That it was going to be Justice League Angels and Demons, Justice League Gods Among Us, Justice League Gods Among Men, and there was one more. I know I said four, but I don't know the last one. But rumors were quickly shut down the next morning, so that doesn't matter that I forgot the fourth one. Um, by Jeff Johns, who on Twitter came out saying that the movie was simply just called Justice League. Good. So, there's that. We don't need the subtitle with it. Right. I think, I think personally... That Gods Among Us would have been retarded. Yeah, that's injustice. Yeah, I mean, I nod to it. Of sure, take right. a nod to it. Yeah, know, but they could very well do an injustice movie. That's yeah, like. exactly. Like, <coughs> even even some people were saying that even even in Batman v Superman, they were nodding to the Superman storyline in the Nightmare. Yeah. When you know when Batman was talking about Lois being killed and, and Superman loses his mind, and Superman fucking goes crazy and shit. But. Um, and they're supposed to be announcing Injustice Gods Among Us 2, like, in the next week or two. Well, I can't wait for that game. Yeah. <laughs> so we're definitely going to be doing a special about that when it comes out. We're going to play the fuck out of it. Um, uh, next on Nerd News, more reactions for Suicide Squad surfaced this week on Twitter, and they are all, or mostly positive. Um, yeah, I didn't post any of the things that were said, but a lot of people were saying that... There wasn't one negative review. Oh, Basically, people were saying that um, David Ayer is a genius... And um, that the movie blew 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 minds, and that um, 
El Diablo, like one guy didn't he went into it not knowing who El Diablo was. I have no idea who. And now he's in his top three favorite heroes of all time, and he is the is only he that fire guy. Yeah, oh. and he is the he, not hero, but I guess character, and he is the only meta human on the team. He's the only one with powers. What would you consider a croc? Uh, I don't know. Like a... That's powers. Yeah, I guess you could consider it powers. King Shark is a shark. Yeah. More or less, maybe like a mutation. Yeah. I don't know much about Killer Croc's backstory. I don't either. <coughs> anyway, so this this is rather breaking news. This, the, this was just announced today. And it's so exciting. I cannot wait for this. I hope that they do very well with it. But Superman... Will be appearing on the Supergirl season two premiere. You skipped two whole things. Oh, I guess I did. Oh, go ahead. Well, anyway, I'll finish this one and then we'll go back to the other two. Um, the Man of Steel is coming to National City. Um, Superman will appear in the first two episodes of Supergirl season two, flying into television just as Supergirl flies into a new home on the CW. The character has not yet been cast, but. Anyway, the character has not yet been cast, but his appearance was revealed via a press release, perhaps because casting announcements have just been sent out. Um, we currently, this is a quote, we currently are in ca the casting process for this role. Alright, so interruptions aside, this is a quote. Um, it says, we are currently casting, are uh, in the casting process for the role. Um, Warner Brothers TV announced, um, implying that we won't, won't see big screen super yeah big screen superman henry cavill crossing over to the land of television um in keeping with the previous separation of dc's and tv's dc tv and movies i still have my fingers crossed for tom willing yeah tom willing that would be fucking cool so. um greg ali and i are beyond thrilled to welcome clark kent and his slightly more famous alter ego to the world of supergirl superman will be appearing in the first two episodes of the new season and we cannot wait to see um who dons the red cape? Who next dons the red cape? It'll be cool if like if that's part of the crossover. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping. I'm really, really hoping oh. that the premiere is all Flashpoint. Yeah. Related, and that that that's how they're going to introduce Superman. And the only thing that would suck is that because we're going to see he's going to be real scrawny. Possibly. Possibly. Possibly not. Yeah. I don't really know. But anyway, if you want to go back up and read that. I can't believe those aren't bulleted. They are. Oh, I guess they are bulleted. The suspected crossover for the CW is coming fall has been con wait. This coming fall has been confirmed by Stephen Amell to be all four nights in an epic four-hour special. So every show, Flash, Arrow, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow will all be part of this. All of their premieres will be the crossover. Right. Pretty much what it's saying. It Which is awesome. Inevitably, it'll be starting with Supergirl. That's so cool. So Supergirl's first. Yes, Monday. Flash. Monday. Yeah, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, so, Thursday. So it goes Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. You want to keep it in order. Um, so that's, yeah, that's going to be really, really cool. Um, so then uh, Ben Affleck, <coughs> I guess Ben Affleck came out and said that his, his Batman movie will be an original story, which is not much different from what they did in Batman v Superman. But he said he's going to borrow from the comics, um, but otherwise it'll be a totally original story, uh, much like Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. They're going to borrow heavily from 
um, source material, but the story is going to be all together new. Well, that's good. So, yeah. I don't mind getting new stories of stuff, because it's just like, anytime a new comic book series comes out, it's a new story. Yeah. But I just want some, it to be accurate, at least. You know? Yeah, it's yeah, it, for the most part, it's going to be accurate, is from, from what he was saying, and then... Um, this this is also from the from the uh, ultimate edition that's coming out for Batman v Superman. Like they've been they've been they changed all quite a bit, <coughs> and um, in regards to some of the audio and dialogue that changed, there's like a scene where Clark Kent is interviewing some guy out on the street. Clark is Clark is, oh. and he's like has like a Batman lottery ticket, and he's like scratching it off, and he says something like. Um, like this, you know, he's he's a lot meaner these days, and he, and he's looking for something, and and blah 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 blah, and that to me implies that Batman he never used to be that way. Who Batman? Batman. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that um, maybe that's the kind of story. If if this Batman movie is going to be a prequel, then you know we might see a little bit. Di- you know, it'll be different. It'll be right. it'll be really cool. Um, this right here's the last thing. This is kind of like a combination Walking Dead. DC News. Telltale Games will debut Batman, the Telltale series that summer according this summer according to the to Job J. Stopher. Telltale Games head of creative communication Stopher made his announcement via Twitter, along with the announcement that the third season of Telltale's The Walking Dead series will premiere in the fall. Which those Telltale games are like those games on the Xbox where pretty much create your entire own story. Like yeah. It's fun. It's they're cool. Point and click. I, mean, but they're fun. I don't know if I'd want to play a Batman one. I mean, if they do a good job with it, yeah. I think it'd be interesting. But I mean, like, I could go play Arkham City or Arkham Knight. Yeah. Or, yeah, but you can't tailor the story how you yeah. want it in those. Yeah, kind of. This way you can answer. You can be a douchebag Batman. Yeah. And everyone will hate you at the end. Or you can be super heroic Batman. <coughs> and everyone will be like, oh. are you Superman? Yeah. Uh, we're going to get into Marvel Universe news. So... Brie Larson, I don't remember her in any of these things, but she's best known for The Room. She's in Trainwreck, and she was in Community. I don't remember her in any of those things, but she's rumored for the role of Captain Marvel. Um, you know, there's been people mock, you know, making mock-ups and everything like that for, um, you know, what she looks like as Captain Marvel. But I don't remember seeing her in Community or in Trainwreck. I'm sure it's not. So is it just Allison Brie? No, I don't think Allison Brie was in. Allison's in tra- is in Community. Community, but not Trainwreck. Or her IMDb. You can keep talking if you. Um. So the next piece of Marvel un- Marvel Universe news uh, is according to Joe Casada, who was on um, Fat Man on Batman with Kevin Smith, he said that Namor and the Submariner are still part of Marvel Studios and he could not confirm nor deny that there was any future um, for them in the movies. That's how you say it, right? Namor? That's Namor. I think it's Namor. Not Justin. I don't know why I said that. Where is his name? Namor. Oh, I don't know. Like the Marvel Aquaman? I don't really know much about him. I thought you were talking about the name. She's only in three episodes of Community. That's why she she wouldn't. Oh, okay. And then, uh, I guess, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 villain is reportedly revealed as Aisha, a.k.a. Kismet, or Paragon. She's a pretty powerful foe from what I was looking at. Yeah, so that's interesting. 
Um, I know that there's there's another iteration of her known as her, her, uh, you know, quote unquote her, and then there's her uh, her love interest, which is called him. <coughs> I don't know him who he is either. He's from Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, him's from Powerpuff. And so the last piece is that Deadpool is the best-selling romance movie on Amazon.com. Interesting. <laughs> it's pretty weird. Next up, Fifty Shades of Grey is the best action movie of the year. It's Fifty Shades of Red. Fifty Shades of Red. Deadpool's going to remake it. <laughs> you should. That's actually a good idea. Yeah, it would be funny. All right, we have one little tidbit of Star Wars news. Rogue One, a Star Wars story, has been rumored to be heading into expensive reshoots over the course. Expensive or expansive? I guess both. (laughs) I mean... Over the course of eight weeks, and is also rumored to be reshooting over 40% of the movie, stating that pre-screenings for Disney staff and executives were not positive. So, I guess Rogue One... I mean, they they have the money to do it, so they're doing it. I mean, they don't want to put out any bad Star Wars movies, like... They're yeah. not going to get the same reputation as episode one. and episode one. Which is, it makes sense because if you, if you think about it in the way that movies are made, that Force Awakens would have been shooting and the script of Rogue One would have already been written. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they wouldn't have expected like such a crazy out, you know, out, outpouring of uh, positiveness from the Force Awakens. Now that they watch Rogue One, they're like, oh, this might be a little... Not as good. Not as good as what we were expecting. So, right. But... There was some leak slash story leaks for Rogue One, and I, I read through a couple of them, but the one basically talked about, like, Darth Vader, and they said that his scene is just ridiculously brutal. Hell yeah. And I was like, that's awesome. I can't wait for that. And they said that we will be seeing that Princess Leia does make an appearance. As herself? Yes. And um, what else was there? That there's one other A-lister that makes his appearance in this movie. Hmm. Interesting. But they didn't say. Boba Fett? I don't know. That'd be cool to see Boba Fett It would be cool to see If Boba we could Fett. see him do some stuff, actually do some stuff That'd to earn cool. his right as being badass. Like. Yeah, I, it just said A-lister, didn't say A-lister. <coughs> I don't know if they're meaning it by actor or A-list character or... Yeah. Or what? But I Maybe. also feel like... Could even be Jabba the Hutt or... Could I be... feel like it could be young Han Solo. Maybe. Yeah. I feel like it could be, what's his name, Alden Ehrenreich. See, but it would got... be weird to have, I mean, because I don't know how they'd fit it in, because he didn't even meet them until that movie. The Rogue One takes place before New Hope. Yeah, but so this, is, I mean, this isn't necessarily following the story of Kenobi and Luke. So, I mean, no, I know, it, be... it would have to show Han Solo completely doing something not relevant to anything to do with Darth Vader and all them. Like, right. It would, I mean, it might show how... Maybe, uh, maybe for all we know, it could be they could be sitting in a cantina and he could just be walking by with Chewbacca or something. Yeah, or talking to Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, so I'm I'm not really sure, but... I don't Jabba. know, it scares me really bad hearing that they have to reshoot over 40% of the movie. It could be all complete rumor for all we know, but it's, that's frightening. Well, I mean... Because I, I hope that they do, it, they do it right. What if the first... If this is 100% true... All right, then how many people out there are going to be like, "Fuck, I don't want to see the right, the real one, the one wonder, that was." I wonder if they'll release it in DVD, like a direct, like an ultimate <coughs> director's cut that with all the scenes that were. Yeah, the original. See, that would be cool because what if it's better? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll find find out. It frightens me, but I cannot wait for this movie. If Darth Vader is in fact as brutal as they say, then oh, yeah. it's going to be cool. But it 
it's left up to speculation how much he appears in the movie. But anyway, that's all we have for nerd news. There is a lot of notes here for Legends of Tomorrow. Jesus. <laughs> all right, all right. So we're going to get into the season finale, season one, episode 16, titled Legendary of Legends of Tomorrow. The episode opens with the Wave Rider landing in Star City in 2016. Rip explains that he's dropping off the team in the present day as they have to no leads on Vandal Savage and no way to kill him. As he and Kendra and Carter. As he has Kendra. As he Carter. has Kendra and Carter. Rip says that he'll go back to the Time Masters Orphanage to retrieve his younger selves. To retrieve all of their younger selves. But that due to the wrinkles in time stream, he had to drop them off in May 2016 instead of January. So there's going to be like a five months. Like it's funny because like, you know, they're all like, what do you mean? Why did the fuck do you have to drop us off here? Like, they're a little bit pissed and... Right. It says when the team tries to protest, protest, saying like, "Well, we go, we can go get Savage." Like, there's no reason why we can't fucking go get Savage. Like, they're like, "The job isn't done." And like, "You're our captain." We need to end it. But Rip is, just seems to be very just uh, down, like fucking. Yeah, he's not. He's not very happy with himself. Uh, Rip reveals that he's not giving them a choice, but he's actually projecting a hologram. Like they tried grabbing him. I think Mick Rory did. Yeah. And then he just was like a hologram. He goes sorry, and then he just leaves like a douche. And he flies away. And they're just like, well, fuck. Trapped in the present. <laughs> That's funny. So then then we get a scene where Sarah, she returns to the Arrow Cave and finds her father there. Which I was, at first, I was like, why is he sitting there? Because I watched him out of order. It's like, why is he just sitting alone in the Arrow Cave? Because it looked weird. Right. And um, he was just all by himself at the computer, just oh hey, yeah, she's like, this is where like, I hang out now. <laughs> and that's where she. This is where she finds out that Laurel was killed and murdered by, killed and murdered. She was murdered by Damien Dark. Well, um, I've been waiting for this scene, like not not because I like to see somebody sad, but like I just knew it was gonna have to happen inevitably. Yeah, I'm glad that they, because I would have been like pissed if the whole season ended and Sarah still didn't find out. Right. So I'm glad that they are smart enough. At least, at least the CW is definitely. Smart enough to close. <coughs> they answer the question. That yes, they they don't they don't really leave too many loose ends. There are some. Like did they never really touched on Sarah's bloodlust. Right. They talked about it a little bit, but they never gave a full on answer about. This is this is the episode where Rory goes and sees Snart again. Yeah. Did that happen before or after he steals? He does this. When he robs those banks. That is that happened way at the end. Where he goes to see Snart. Oh, did it? Yeah. This is when they when they're trapped there and they have their you know they're waiting for the wave rider to come back. They get back into old habits. Or Rory does, and that's where um, Ray comes in. Right. And it says, uh, "Sarah returns." No, no. In Central City, Rory robs a bank with a new partner. When Rory's partner kills a guard chasing them, Rory turns in his partner and sets them on sets them on fire with his gun. So like you know he's you can tell even those little subtle things he changed a little bit like no, yeah. normally he probably wouldn't have cared if the guard was killed but he's he's still doing criminal stuff but he's not doing it as bad right guess, like so it's kind of when he gets in the getaway car he is surprised to see Ray sitting in the driver's seat wanting to talk so he's like hey buddy he's like I'm your getaway driver today <laughs> and after getting away Ray, Ray apologizes for Snart's death saying it was my fault I was supposed to die and then he goes no Rory says that Snart was responsible for his own death Ray says that. They should become partners instead, as Snart knew that Ray would keep an eye on Rory and vice versa. 
It's it's weird how that all because like Ray was gonna kill himself and then R- Rory knocked him out and was gonna kill himself and then Snart did it. So like, yeah. So it was just interesting. Um, <coughs> Stein Stein enjoys a game of Trivial Pursuit with his wife, but realizes that he is still or yeah that he still has unfinished business with the team. The next morning he heads back to where they last saw the ship. With Jax, yeah, because like Jack, like because he was like, I don't want to go, and she goes, she goes, I don't know what you would do if you didn't finish it, what you were doing, and then that's when Jax comes in the house, and she, he goes, What did you do? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it was a setup. Yeah, um, yeah, so they go back to find out where you know where they last saw the ship, and discover that the rest of the team also wants to find a way back to the Wave Rider. It was my little superhero, she calls him. <laughs> <laughs> and they want to try to get it, they find a way to bring the Wave Rider back to present day. On the Wave Rider, Rip receives a transmission from the team and flies back to Star City. After a brief argument, the team convinces Rip to let them come back aboard the Wave Rider and continue the mission. Yeah, I guess both uh, Stein, Steiner, Stein, Stein, and Ray both developed a device to track it down to send a transmission. Yep. And it was interesting. That's your daughter. In 1944, France, Kendra runs into the, an American soldier. She, I guess she somehow got away, so she was, like, running. She runs across a soldier, recognizing the helmet as one sitting in Rip's cabin on the Wave Rider. You know, throughout Rip's travels, he collects random things. and She hides a message inside of it before Savage chases her and knocks her out and kills the soldier in the process. She, like, hides a note in the helmet. I mean, it was obvious. Like, she's obviously trying to get it to go... That way it'll be in the it'll be in the helmet and present time for them and then they'll be able to read it. <clears throat> now on the wave rider, Sarah immediately decks Rip and puts a knife to his throat, demanding that he take her back to the time to rescue Laurel. But Rip uses a device to knock her out as Rory dr- drags Sarah away to help her sleep it off. Jax accidentally knocks over the W the World War Two helmet in Rip's office. However, Rip realizes that the helmet has been displaced due to chroniatic displacement caused by a change in this timeline. Rip finds Kendra's note in the helmet and tells Gideon to head to France. Which is pretty genius that Kendra was able to realize that that would happen. Like, I don't know how much she knew would happen with it. I know she lived through a lot of time, but the fact that she knew that that was going to happen was pretty crazy. So, pretty genius. And, uh, you know, back in France, Savage draws blood from both Kendra and Carter when he needs to activate the... which he needs to activate the Thanagarian technology hidden inside of the meteors that gave him and Kendra and Carter their powers. Once he unlocks that technology, he can travel back to the past and erase history. He's pretty much going to destroy everything all the time. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, he wants to start. He's going to rule. He's given up on his other hopes of just taking over the future. He's just going to take over all time. Um... Rip talks to Sarah about her sister's death and reveals that he can't save Laurel because he has already altered the timeline when he originally recruited Sarah. In the original timeline, not only did Damien Dark kill Laurel, he also killed Sarah and Quentin Lance too. Sarah says she can't go on without her sister, but Rip tells her that she's one of the strongest people which he know he knows. So, and you, I. I knew it was gonna come that she's gonna want to go back and save Laurel. Like she's gonna, but her being there would not have changed anything. Damien was just too powerful. Like, right. So, you know, it's just then Rip just pretty much says they would have both died, and so it's stupid to go back because you both will just die. Like, yeah, because time wants to happen, right? Rip always yeah. says. 
Let's see, where are you at? See, every time you do that, I can't see it. I know. That's terrible. Uh, the Wave Rider lands in 1944 just as Savage, an- Savage ambushes a Nazi <coughs> con- convoy uh, carrying a Thanagarian meteor. Thangarian. Thanagarian meteor. Um, half the team moves on Savage while Firestorm finds Kendra and Carter um, on, t- on the time... On the time ship. Um, while fleeing with Carter, Kendra, and Tow, Carter and Kendra and Tow, Firestorm accidentally transmutes a, transmutates a Nazi rifle and loses Kendra while she gets knocked out by Savage's men, outnumbered and outgunned. The team flies back to the Wave Rider without Kendra. So that's where that's the first time that Firestorm finds out that he can transmutate mm-hmm. things. Pretty much just like tear it down on a cellular level and just turn it into nothingness. Yeah. Or And yeah, it's, it was crazy because at yeah. first I was like, he's just turned that into fucking dirt? Yeah, he just completely just reorganized its cellular structure. Whatever. It was cool. I didn't know that was cool. one of Firestorm's abilities, but apparently it is. <clears throat> um, back on the Wave Rider, Confused Carter tells Rip that the team about and the team about what he knows about Savage's plan. Afterwards, Stein and Jax practice controlling their newfound power of transmuting transmutation. When Stein realizes that Savage's plan is, he wants to detonate the Thanagarian meteor in three different time periods to create a temporal paradox and destroy the timeline. So that's that's Vandal Savage's plan at this point. He's gonna he's going back and taking all that blood to the different points of time. One in the past, one in his time, and one in the future. Yeah, and then they're gonna activate all at once, and it's supposed to just uh, it's supposed to like reset. Yeah, it's gonna like be. It was gonna take the Earth back to the time when Kendra and Carter were in the like, in BC. Yeah, it's gonna. It was. It was a ridiculous plan. Like it's absolutely insane. Um, but it, he plans to do it, and it would have worked. <laughs> so sure enough, Savage meets with his past selves, selves and future selves in the 1950s, and gives him, you know, a vial of blood to detonate one of the meteorites. It was cool because we saw back in the 50s, where we saw those bird creatures. He saw. We saw that Vandal Savage again. Yeah, he like walks up to him and he was just like, "Hey." It's like you're me. It was cool. They just both looking at each other like, oh, "I'm better than you." Right? So. Could you imagine if he just like went back and just stole a bunch of remnants of himself, brought them all to the future? Remnants? Yeah. Like if he went back to oh, those yeah, times, time and just, yeah, that would be that would be obnoxious. Yeah, that would be crazy. Because I mean, technically, all of them should be able to go get remnants of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Flashing him do it. Yeah. Um, um, says uh, Stein explains that in order to kill to stop Savage, I need to kill him in three different time periods, at the same time. Luckily, the radiation from the meteors will be given uh, will be enough to temporarily turn him immortal. Oh my God, dude, that keeps happening. So anyone can kill him, saying like like they, you know because they they can only be killed by things that were used by the meteor that were that 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 was part of them that transformed them into who they are. So I guess this radiation from the meteor itself is going to be enough to just render him mortal for a time. Savage plans on detonating the meteors in St. Rock in 2021, Harmony Falls in 1958, and Norway in 1975. Team splits off into three teams to kill Savage in each time period simultaneously, using the meteor as a trigger to begin. It was a pretty. It was. A, this was a good ass episode. Yeah, it was really good. Like, was this watching them all fight? Like, I, I mean, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, the meteor, let's see. You... As Savage starts. Oh, yeah. As Savage starts the ritual in all three time periods, the three simultaneously attack in 2021. Kendra frees herself from the bonds um, when Carter, um, from her bonds when Carter gets hurt 
and joins the fight. In 1974, Sarah fights Savage one-on-one. Meanwhile, Rip gets shot in 2021, but lands on the Wave Rider, when, or which gives Carter and Kendra an opening to attack Savage. Kendra stabs Savage in 2021. Rory tortures Savage in 1958. And Sarah snaps Savage's neck in 1975. She beat the ever-living piss out of him. Yes, she did. <laughs> As Savage starts to bleed out, he taunts Rip about his family, which causes Rip to deliver the final blow. Well-deserved. Yep. And that was uh, the meteors. And then it's funny because like, they all show up at that same time. Yeah. And then Rory's like, God, I wanted to kill him again. Mm. <laughs> I love it, dude. He's I a... love Rory, dude. And then uh, well, the meteors begin going critical. Like They start looking like they're about to blow up like a bomb of some sort. And Ray and Firestorm manage to disable the meteors in their respective time periods. I know Ray shrinks it down, I think. Or he just yeah, Ray shrinks, shrinks it, it down to like nothing. So it just poof. Like, yeah. it was, I love it. It just went poof. Yep. And then, and then Jax and Stein... He finally was able they to. They turn it into water. Yeah, they did their transmutation again, and then it actually worked this time. They're like, good. And then, uh, unfortunately, when the team gathers in 2021, they discover that they cannot disable the third meteor, which is about to explode and destroy us in the process. I believe it was just because it was just too far along. It was yeah. putting off way too much energy, and then neither of their powers were enough. And, uh... However, Rip pulls a meteor onto the wave rider. Oh, I was looking at I thought we were. Oh. Uh, Rip pulls a meteor on the wave rider, and he's like, they're like, well, what are we going to do? He's like, how else are we going to do this? He goes, maybe we can lift it into the sky. And they're like, we can't get far enough or fast enough or something. And then it shows the Rip pulls up with the ship, and he just, like, sucks the meteor up into his ship, and he just sets a course to the sun. I think well, he was talking to them, right? He was, like, telling them. He's like, they're like, no, you can't do it. And they're like, he's like, I had done enough. And the yeah, team, the team tries talking about of committing suicide, but he thinks that the team and he guides the ship into the sun. A light overtakes Rip and sees his family standing up on the wave rider. Rip hugs his son and wife as the wave rider falls into the sun, or as it so seems. Right. So, uh, Rip wakes up and realizes that neither he nor Gideon wants to die. He tells Gideon to prepare for the final jump. Twenty minutes into the past, Rip picks up the rest of the team and explains that um, that he dumped the meteor into the sun. He explains that with that with the Time Masters out of commission, someone needs to protect the time stream and offers everyone a place on his team. No, it was kind of it was funny that scene was funny because Gideon's like, you know, uh, I'm not ready to die yet, <laughs> or whatever she says. And he's like, I'm not either. You know what? Me neither. I, like, I have to say though, from to get to to leave Earth and to get to the sun in 20 minutes is something. Well, yeah, I think travels through time. I imagine it's fast. Too. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's just crazy. It's, it's crazy. It's like Jimmy Neutron status. Yeah, Jimmy Neutron could fly to the moon in like five minutes. Um, in present day, Sarah visits Laurel's grave and says it should stay to help fight Damien. However, she says that Laurel would have wanted her to go with Rip. So Rip, Rip like sent an invitation. He goes, "Any of you guys can join me if you so please." And, right. And it was just. Uh, uh, I'm not really sure. And, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, this is where this happens. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Stein plays another round of Trivial Pursuit with his wife when Jax walks in. What a boring thing to do. Yeah. Sit around. Um, Stein doesn't want to leave, but Jax and his wife are thinking the fire... Our wife thinks the firestorm... They're being firestorm and protecting... I know. And protecting the time stream is more important. 
So that's when she's like, oh, my little superheroes. Okay, I got him. I thought I forgot that that happened twice. That scene, like, where they were playing trivia. Yeah, pursuit. me too. Um, in a skeezy bar in Central City in 2013, Rory meets with Snart and tells his partner that he's the best man he's ever knew, and that he has that he was a hero. To, that Snart is a hero to him. Rory leaves and meets Rip and Ray outside, and Rip says that they can always go back to the past so Rory can visit Snart again. He goes, "Oh, I've, that's enough." He goes, "I." Seen him enough, like that was the last time. Or something. it was funny because fucking Snart's like, <laughs> like the way Snart he's like, you know, you're a hero to me. You'll always be a good man. And then Snart's just like, what the fuck? Because they this was before they went. So yeah, this was, is this is before the Flash even started. So it was just so funny to me. He he was like, okay, like looking at Rory like you're on. Dude, I love stuff. Snart, man. He, yeah, he's a good. There are no strings on me. Like, not, I just, just like fucking Marvel. Like, yeah, it's just fucking awesome. Like it's he's I just beast. love the way he talks. Yeah. He sounds like a like a old yeah. fucking gangster. Like, see, Man. there are no strings on me. See, um, so this this is the exciting part. Like, not oh, yeah. not this whole episode wasn't exciting, but this is awesome at the end here. So when the team reassembles in 2016, Kendra and Carter decide to stay behind um, since they no longer have Savage trying to kill them. After the two Hawks depart, a second Wave Rider appears and crashes in front of them. Our Man walks out of the ship and tells them not to get. Not to get on the ship. He says he's a member of the Justice Society America and that Rory and the rest of the team have sent him to intercept their past selves. So what the fuck? That's just insane. The Justice Society of America and our man. I'm trying to find it. I wish I saw it. I don't think... Oh, my phone's up there. I can't even do anything. Let me look it up on DC's Wikia. bring up our man i'm gonna read his powers to you guys rex tyler's his name uh, he doesn't say i'm our man in the show but if you know rex tyler is our man yeah his powers and ability says neither rex nor rick have any innate powers though it was once theorized that their most power their powers derive from a metagene like most dc superheroes any superhuman abilities they display are derived from the use of a miraculo taking miraculo grants a, a user several abilities for the span of an hour most obvious are the superhuman strength, their ability, increase, increased resistance to physical damage, to the extent of being impervious to small firearms, and speed enhancements. Other lesser known and mentioned powers include night vision and the ability to survive underwater. Rex and Rick both took Miraculo in pill form, but Rick later changed using a transdermal patch. The amount of Miraculo that can be taken per day has varied. Normally it's once a day, but in some instances Rick has been shown taking another pill as soon as the hour of power runs out. One story states that Rex needed to wait another hour after the Miraculo wore off before taking another dose, so he would be powerful for an hour. He'd have to wait for an hour to take it again. So if you if you can't get the job done in an hour, then <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting power. Like it sucks. In one instance, it worked on an animal, Doctor Midnight's Al Huti, <laughs> as well as the villain Bane. <laughs> Bane. Yeah, that's the stuff Bane has in his fucking. Yeah. No. Oh. No, it says uh, may or may not work on others who take it. In one instance, it worked on an animal, Doctor Midnight's Al Hooty, and as well as well, Bane has done it before. Right. But his, his, he takes venom, like whatever that venom. Yeah. Is. Oh, that's right. And they both wear hourglasses around their neck, which that symbols their name, Hour Man. It was filled with energized tachyons, time in its most basic forms. It gives Rick time vision, flashes of events that will happen exactly one hour later, as well as the ability to touch those of the phase with normal time. 
It says, Tyler is often called an android, but is actually an intelligent machine colony. Possibly created by Tyler Crow. So, yeah. Our man, he just... Ultimately, he takes a, a pill that gives him powers for an hour. But, I mean, what makes him special is that that doesn't work on everybody. Right. Not any human can just take it. He, he has a certain metagene that allows him to take that drug. Like, but it's all very exciting because Justice Society of America is from Earth 2, yeah. right? And that, that and that's, so that's where, where that's where what's his name? Jake Garrick. Jake Garrick is supposed to be from. But maybe he's from Earth three in this story. I don't know. Yeah, because Jake Garrick was from Earth three. Yeah. So I, I'm not really sure, but it's all very very exciting. Yeah, you got uh, Rex See, Tyler. If he was from Earth three though, then I, you I wonder if how doppelgangers work across Earths. I don't know. I wonder if Earth three would have doppelgangers from Earth two. That aren't on Earth One. Well, they would all be doppelgangers from Earth One ultimately, because Earth One is the center of the multiverse. So I guess that's true. They would all so stem Earth off. Two should still have a doppelganger for. More likely. More well, I mean, obviously, more. yeah. I guess Barry it just depends on the choices father. that were made. You know, yeah. it just and then uh, Adam. There's an Adam on the JSA. Rex Tyler, Charles McNider, Doctor Midnight. I'm just looking at some of the Justice Society members. I don't think this is the one with what's his, with um, Flash's Jay Garrick. This is what we have to look forward to for JSA. Green Lantern, Alan Scott, the original Green Lantern, they call him. Hawkman. See, Hawkman's supposed to be part of the JSA. Sandman. Spectre. Spectre! Dr. Fate. Damn. Our Man. Adam. Johnny Thunderbolt. Dr. Midnight. Starman. Wonder Woman. Earth 2 version. Mr. Terrific. Hmm. Wildcat. Black Canary. Dinah Drake. <laughs> Did you see on Laurel's grave it was said Laurel Dino Laurel Dino, Dino, Dino Lance? Laurel. Is that Dino, Dino Laurel, Laurel Lance? Lance? And I was like, have they been calling her by her middle name this entire time? Yeah. So that makes me wonder if she'll, if she'll come back somehow because that's who the Black Canary is, is Dino. I mean, it, I get maybe that's just the way that they were eventually saying that she really was the real she really Black was Dino Lance. Interesting. That's just weird. I did notice that. I was like, huh. I was like, they've been calling her by her middle name the entire fucking time. Yeah, it's I weird. Mean, I never knew that. Alrighty, well, we're going to get into the season finale of Arrow. Yeah, that was a good season finale. I can't wait. Like I said, there's gonna, they're doing the crossovers. Now, yeah. It's crazy because the way Our Man came down, it's like, oh, there, you can't go in that ship, you'll die. So I wonder if it has anything to do with Yeah, Andy said that Rory, Rory himself was the one who sent him. Yeah. Was, You're the one who sent me, Mick. Like, right. So from the from the future, you sent me back right to here. I have no it just it's, I have no predictions. Is this going to be insane? Like with all these CW shows coming together, it's going to be absolutely amazing. I can't wait. Well, the, and they did say that in Legends of Tomorrow season two that we are going to see more DC superheroes hit the small screen than we ever thought possible. Good. Not not necessarily possible, but imaginable. Right. Like so, we are going to see a lot of things in the future. For yeah, because this is only going to be season two of Supergirl, season two of Legends, season three of Flash, season six, season, season five season, of Arrow, season five of Arrow. So they're all they're all relatively young shows. So we got so much. I can't I can't fucking wait till next. Season. I I and I I predict I don't I don't foresee Arrow going much longer. Honestly, by itself. Yeah. yeah. Like eventually, like this season is the last season for flashbacks. Is that what it said? That he was only out. He was only gone for five years. Yeah. Oh, the next season will be the last season. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. The season. Ne- yeah, season five will be the last season for flashbacks. Then, then it's caught up. So unless they're going to continue just present day continuity 
without having the flashback because usually the flashbacks pertain to what's happening. Right. I hope I would I would love if they somehow came with some like a Justice League show. Yeah, like I but I I totally feel like they might do something like that and um I you know I heard they were doing something. I heard that I was I was listening to something and that I heard that there was another new show coming out called The Legion of Superheroes or something. Cuz I don't know how many villains Green Arrow actually has, but I don't know how many I don't know how much more TV show they can do for him. Like which sucks because I I love Stephen Amell and I would hate to see him leave. He would just have to come back on other and other shows that whenever you know what I mean. Because right. Flash Flash isn't going to end anytime soon. They could take Flash for a long ass time. Two more Arrow shows set in the Arrowverse. This is old, I think. Yeah, this is old. This is about Vixen, Vixen and yeah. Legends. It was really cool seeing Vixen in that episode. I want to see more of Vixen. Yeah, I, w- cool. I want her to come back. We maybe she will. Um, well, while he's looking that up, I'm gonna get into this schism, schism. How do you say that? Schism. Arrow season two, episode twenty-three. Not season two, uh, season four. Oh yeah, that's my bad. Schism season finale. Damien's attack on Felicity. He almost killed her mom. Hold on, hold that thought. Schism is a split or division between strongly opposed sections or parties caused by differences in opinion or belief. Just in case anybody didn't understand the title, that's what that is. Okay. You want some milk? I know the episode, the, the last episode before this ended with Damien showed up at Felicity's house and her mom and uh, Mr. Terrific, what's his name? What's his name? Uh, Curtis. Curtis. They were all there after they they successfully stopped the meteors, and Damien pretty much goes in there saying, "You need to get him back on, or you know, shit's gonna go down." And then so he like grabs her mom, you know, he grabs her mom, fucking Darth Vader style, and then uh, Arrow shows up, fucking flies in the window, and he like, shoots an explosion arrow at him, and it just he wrote down here it stops explosion Kylo Ren style, which kind of the way how Kylo Ren stopped that ray that ray gun, right? But. It just—he didn't even seem to do. He didn't really do anything. It just did it on its own. Like, Damian Dark is so powerful now that he just doesn't have to use his hands really anymore. He just does it. Like, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It crazy. was cool. That was a cool scene. It was real crazy. And then, uh, so Damian Dark had to seem to have the upper hand because he's much more powerful than he was. And then uh, Thea came and comes in, saying, holding his little daughter hostage, and she is uh, saying, "I will kill her." And then Damian's like, "Let her go." And then Damian leaves. He knows when he's been outdone at that point so he ends up taking off and then they turn around and they realize that Damien Dark got away with the Rubicon so he has every he has a very be able to the, this game the show is very repetitive like yeah they do this they stop it and it happens come like I, I don't know this season was not my favorite not at all not not even close to my favorite it's got to it's probably takes the last place absolutely I mean I liked it still I like Vera but it just this season was this in comparison to the flash this was the most underwhelming finale Oh yeah, all well, between this one and Legends, absolutely underwhelming. And Curtis seems to be hurt. He is unconscious, like he is out. Like his, and I think they uh, they take him into the Arrow Cave. They end up taking him down there and doing a little bit of surgery on him. Yeah, yes they do. And then, um, what happened to him? He's like he's like oh he has like a cracked rib and he just had some internal damage and so they were gonna fix him up and. Uh, so they have a flashback, and then I know that in the end of the last episode, the flashback ended with Ryder confronting what's her face, 
What's that woman's name? That oh, Russian uh, chick. Um, she also has the power of the, the Tatiana. 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 Something like that. And uh, and it starts up. The next the next flashback starts up right there. And he goes, oh, I still have my powers. He goes, you can't stop me. And he goes, and then uh, and Arrow's like, you see that plane up there? He's like, they're leaving. He goes, that you know, you lost all. He's like, that's not all of them. And then this was awesome. What he did, he just he like blew up the planet from the plane from the ground. Like, oh so yeah, cool. that was cool. Like that had to be the coolest. That was one of the coolest things that episode. Dude. Like the, I didn't know he could do it that far. Like that thing just exploded. Yeah, that was several thousand feet into the air, and he he it just was, it was awesome. It was very it was very Jedi esque. It was cool. I liked it a lot. Um, and uh, that was pretty much the end of that. And then you want to go on? Yep. Um, so they're, they're trying, basically he gets Rubicon and, and 15,434 nukes simultaneously launch and they have 45 minutes before the world is destroyed. That's crazy. 45 minutes. Personally, I believe that this should have been a crossover episode. (laughs) See, to me, it doesn't make any sense. Like the whole fact, because in, as far as comic books go at this point in Green Arrow's life, Superman exists on the planet. Yep. So does Flash, so does Aquaman, so does Wonder Woman, so does Batman. So all, all these superheroes exist. And this episode is just making it seem like that they don't exist in the Earth-1, which is weird. It doesn't make any sense because if the world is in trouble, that much of trouble, like this, the, the world was going to be destroyed. Like the Earth, right. the Earth would still stand, but the world itself is done. Superman would have done something, Bat. You know, they all would have been. They're not going to just sit there and be like, "Oh, well, Arrow's got this." Like, right? You know, it doesn't make. So that just makes it seem like they're not in this universe at all. Which is, I don't understand that. Earth One's supposed to have all these superheroes. Because you know, you know, it wouldn't have taken anything for the Justice League to stop those nukes. And I understand it's the Arrow storyline, but it, it's still weird. Um, you know, Argus confront like uh, what's her uh, not what's his name? What's her name? Diggle's wife, Lila. Lila, they're like they're all down in the arrow cave, and Lila says that she sent a a group to confront Dark, and then he goes, "No, you cannot. You got to take them back." He goes, "They're gonna die." He goes, "They will die." She goes, "Don't tell me how to do my shit." Blah 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 blah. And you think people would fucking learn to start listening to Oliver Queen by now? Because right. he's wrong point zero one percent of the time. Yeah, he's always he's always right. That's for sure. And the fucking hive infiltrates the arrow cave, and they get a mile. They're just listening to them dying. Yeah, pretty Ooh. much. Like it's so like Lila just sent them to their death. It wasn't. It was. Uh, or no, that wasn't the. That was Hive. They all Argus confronts Dark and they all die. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Well, I was saying, but I was still. I was still talking about that. Scene. Yeah, that's my bad. And then like you know they sitting there they're listening and then Oliver just is like oh I fucking told you so like you know how many times he could say that I can yeah, told no, you fucking a toad so and then she just kind of so, walks off so. all but hurt but it was her stupid ass fault um yeah. And, and then this not, part confuses me too. Like, yeah. there's a lot of problems with this episode to me. And let's just hope that in the future that they, one of the main things that they fix is that Star Labs needs better security, and so does the Arrow Cave. I mean, I can understand, you know, like uh, Zoom getting in because he's Zoom. Yeah. You know, there's not really security systems that are going to work. But for these human beings to walk into the Arrow Cave without being detected until they're already, they had to take, like, they had to take the elevator down. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they would have had. It doesn't to. make sense. Like it doesn't make sense that they didn't know they were coming with all the technology that she has. They can't. It's almost know? like they're they're like, well, should we put in some surveillance? I'm like, nah. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. They they have to have surveillance. I've, I'm pretty sure that they've even mentioned that they do in the past. Yeah, exactly. But they just don't use it. 
and the shit goes insane. Like, yeah, so Hive infiltrates the Arrow Cave, and then they just fuck on fuck everybody up as the world is getting ready to end. Forty five minutes is counting down. That ain't very long. No, well that. Yeah, they were going to stop it. I mean, that was a smart move on Hive's part. You know what I mean? I would have sent them down there, too. I love how Arrow, you see Arrow running, trying to get to his bow. He's like, shit, he's like running across. He's like, fuck, 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 got to get my weapons. Yeah. And then enter Malcolm Merlin, and he saves Thea. So he is now in the fight. Yeah. And then and then right after that happens, we get a flashback right to the island. Um, Ryder is dead, and Tyana is losing her shit. Um, she wants Oliver to kill her. Um but for what reason? Because she doesn't want to become like Ryder. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she she's afraid. She needs to kill me. She goes, it's just too much. And this thing didn't make sense either because she has been shot with bullets. They, you know, she has been. They all then you know they kick right back up. All of her unloaded rounds into Ryder, and then he stabs her with a knife in this, and then she dies. No, doesn't he snap her neck? Oh, whatever. Either way, yeah, it doesn't that doesn't make sense? Yeah, he does snap her neck, but still, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, How is she gonna commit, take bullets through the body and then that neck snap kills her? Like. Yeah, that's you pretty know, like fucking weird. That power doesn't keep her from getting her neck snapped. I don't. I don't. I mean, whatever. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> there's so many things in this season that is just fucked up. They yeah, just no they just suck. Confused. But uh, Curtis gives an optimistic speech. Yes, do Curtis. You, do you remember the speech? He basically he. He gets up after he's been operated on, and he gets up and he walks over right to Oliver. Right after the fight, he goes. He's like, "Oh well, I kind of had a yeah, a little insane." And he says something like, "He's like me and whatever his boyfriend's name is, me and Emilio. I'm just gonna call him Emilio. I don't know if that's his name. Me and Emilio have been, you know, living here for five years, and every May there's a terrorist attack and blah blah blah. But we still stay because we have hope. And he gives, you know, he, he basically tells Oliver that you need to have hope and you need to do this. And you need to get the people yeah. of this well, he was city. Saying he was gonna leave, like they were gonna move out, but then." Right, arrow came, and then he and then they felt hope again. Arrow, green arrow gave them hope. Right, so this this inspires Oliver. I'm sorry, I'm going right into the next top top fine, topic, but this inspires Oliver to leave, hop up on top of a taxi cab, and because speak they are to the destroying people. the city. Like, yeah, the because people, people are, are rioting, rioting and but hop on top of the taxi cab and just give a speech to the people of Star City and try to instill hope back into this, back into this because and he he's knows doing this the same, as Oliver, not Arrow. Yeah, he's doing this as Oliver Queen. Which is cool. Which plays into the very end. Yeah, because he, you know, he was running for mayor. People know who he is. Like, um, um, uh, Felicity deflects the nuke to uh, east, east from Star City. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck that is. She like moved it, or uh... oh yeah, her and Curtis are on the roof, and then yeah. they had to get they had to get close enough to control it. Was the thing? Yeah. And so then, she deflects the nuke. Because are you sure this is gonna work? And she goes, probably. He goes, probably. He goes, you gotta stop talking to me, Curtis. Like she goes. <laughs> It's just, it, the whole thing. I love Curtis, dude. He's so funny. Like, yeah, uh, and he's he's been promoted to series regular next next good. season. Well, I want to see Mister Terrific. Yeah, me too. They had the Terrific or the uh, the T ball, whatever the hell that thing was called. I can't remember. The T sphere. The T sphere. The T ball. The T ball. Um. So back on the island, Oliver obliges and kills Tiana. Yeah. Um. And then and then there's a bunch of people that show up. All the people from the from the island. That's fun. All the people from the island that were already there show up, and they're like, "What the fuck? He killed Diana!" And she's like, "He, he, she, she asked me to," and all this stuff like that. And it's, it's pretty crazy. Um, he convinces them because they end up blowing their guns. And... Right. <sighs> See, it's funny because you get these flashbacks, and you're like, "Man, how the hell is Oliver gonna get out of this? Like, he's gonna die, but you know he doesn't die." So yeah, exactly. It's just crazy. Like. It's just nice. To so see. I like the flashbacks. I think they're cool, but yeah, I, I just I don't think they're gonna. I'm, I don't know. There's got to be a. See, th- but like it's so confusing because like 
Waller shows up and ends up telling him that he can leave. I know it says it here at the bottom. You know, she's like, "You can go wherever, you, or you can do whatever you want." You want, you know. Yeah. And then he's still on the island. At, you know, what I mean, he has to end up. Ultimately, he has to be on the island before he becomes Arrow. Yeah. At the end, I think he but just chooses to do it. He just chose to stay. Which is and arranges his leaving. Yeah, but he had to get somebody's attention when he left. Like you know, it was a random like you know. You remember he shot the arrow and it was on fire and it hit the beach yeah. and then people were like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. Maybe he just did it to do it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe well, we don't um, really know. We'll I'm sure we'll he, see at the very beginning like of the season why he chose to stay behind. Like I know it'll show it, but I just it's mind-boggling to me. That yeah, he it's pretty chose. confusing. And she talks about something called the slab. I don't know what that if is. There's some. There's there's a meaning behind it. I don't know what it is. Uh, what are we? Oil we are fights? at oh, uh, right here. Oliver and company go go after dark. Yeah, they go and after dark, and a fight happens. Like they end up being on the street. Yeah, and it's very. It reminded me a lot of the Dark Knight Rises. Um, the fight that happens. You know, there's a big fight going on in the back, and Oliver fights Damien. Um, apparently magic free. You know, he he's instilled so much hope into these people that Oliver. Um, is able to suppress Damien's magic, and Damien fights basically um, maybe not magic-free, but maybe like the point he was before the Haven Rock explosion where he got all those. Right. So Oliver, you know, Oliver is able to suppress enough of that. And who's Cooper? Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. So in the process, uh, Felicity's ex-boyfriend Cooper um, is is um trying to stop uh, Felicity from stopping Rubicon. And he's, he's like, oh, if I don't stop it, you know, Damien Dark's going to kill me. But if he does, d- doesn't, if he lets it go through, he's going to die anyway. Here's a quick, a slab is a, pen, it's called Slab Side Penitentiary. Oh, that's right, it's a jail. It's called a slab. And, you know, uh, it's just where they hold metahumans, evil metahumans pretty much. That's where they're taking that idol. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder how Damien ended up with it. The idol? Yeah, I know they took the idol. And that's, I hope they show that too because it makes me curious how, how the hell Damien ended up getting it from Argus. You know, it just weird. I mean, he was part of the League of Assassins, so he has. But I don't know. Yeah. Did we talk about Damien? I talked about the. Yeah, somehow Damien doesn't have his magic. I think I. I they didn't really specify, but I think you're supposed to just realize that because he says uh, life is all his power and death is his. Yeah. And all the people that are there. That hope. Were, Oliver's is hope. Yeah, all the people that were there, you know, were being alive and being help- helpful is, was giving all his power or it was taking away Dark, Dark's power. I don't, I don't really know. Yeah, and then so it's the city versus Hive. <laughs> Yeah, it was just that's a lot of people. It was a fight. I mean, it was pretty much numbers versus talent. Like, I guess if you could put it like pretty much. And then I, I don't remember that, but Damien shoots Oliver with an arrow. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that happening. Like, it, with it, his it, own arrow. Yeah, because all that's right. he ends up like knocking him down and then grabbing his bow. That's right. Which was crazy to me. That's another thing I don't understand about this is that he says to Oliver, he says, "Even without my powers, I was a member of the League of Assassins. I'm still not to be trifled with." Pretty much, and then. He pretty much like he seemed to have the upper hand over him. Yeah. But first off, Ollie had beat Ra's al Ghul, and there's no way that Damien Dark is better than what Ra's al Ghul was. Oh, yeah, Oliver was Ra's al Ghul for And time. Oliver defeated Damien Dark without powers before at his house, easily. Yeah. And he beat the shit out of Damien Dark. And then now, a couple weeks later, he lost his powers again, and then he ends up being way more better of a fighter. I don't understand that. Yeah, that's pretty fucking doesn't weird. doesn't make any sense. Like, there's so many things about this episode that don't make sense. Uh, 
<laughs> um, so Oliver eventually ends up killing Damien uh, by Point stabbing arrow him. Stab. <laughs> yeah, with an arrow, the same way Laurel dies, pretty much. Um, and you know that's that's the end of Damien Dark. That the, they don't really God talk. Damn, finally. They don't really talk too much about it, regardless of our problems with it. Thank God it's done. Yeah. Um. So then, uh, everybody back at the Arrow Cave makes some conscious decisions. And everybody's le- like uh, Lance comes up and he's saying, "Oh, I'm leaving." He's leaving with uh, Felicity's mom. He decided. I think. I think the way I was understanding it is that they offered him his job back or something. And he was like, "No." He goes, "This is what I've always wanted to do." But he's like, he wants to go off and just be out of the city and Away go, from go, and go be with her. You know, ever everybody seems to be tired of it. Thea. Thea is also leaving as well. And yeah, what, what peaked to that in leave is because she, the way she had Damien's dark daughter, she, he goes, I was willing to kill her, his daughter. I got to get away. She goes, I don't think this is me. And yeah. She got forced into training with Malcolm, and then she never got to choose. This is just what she's doing. Like, And uh, also Diggle. <laughs> Diggle has made a conscious decision to leave due to the fact of what happened with Andy and Lila and all that stuff. He's just tired of it also, and so needs a break. Which was a kind of a cool scene, because like, Oliver's like, you know, since the beginning, I've always had you. Like, Even since the very beginning, when he didn't know Oliver was there, he was always there. Like, yeah. you know, So it's going to be weird not having Diggle around. I mean, who knows what will happen next season. But and then, and then we talked about this back on the island. Amanda Waller makes her appearance and says, sometimes killing is the only path to justice. Um, and that's when they take the idol to the slab and... Um, you know, there's like a helicopter and all that stuff like that. Oliver, Oliver completed his mission, whatever. Yeah, and he contacted her. He goes, "Oh, thanks for calling. You know, I'm glad. I didn't know if you were going to contact us or not." And uh, it was just interesting. Waller, it's cool seeing Waller again. Right. Even she's a bitch. It was. She still. She plays the character really well. That actress. So. And I guess we'll we, see until Suicide Squad comes out. Yeah. And then we get back to regular time, present time, and Oliver is like in a suit and talking to City Hall, I guess whoever's in, whoever's in charge there and. They're saying it's only temporary. It's only for you know. Right, I mean, not temporary, but whatever word they use, I can't remember the word for the lingo for that. But right. uh, he ends up being—he's the mayor now. Like he's the stand-in mayor until an actual election has to happen, and then six months from now or something. But which they say the, the election happens in August, so I wonder if they're going to keep that time frame, yeah. and maybe Oliver won't be mayor when the show comes back. Who knows? But maybe they'll just Rick refer to the time he was mayor yeah. over the summer. Yeah. Which I mean, I, we're, the, we're, the, I mean, who's gonna run against him? I mean, they were saying like, even the guy was like, said you had forty eight percent of the vote before all this. Yeah. So you know, like you know, so, and that pretty much ends the episode. I mean, it, it was, and then no, I mean, all well, the episode actually, uh, the, yeah, and then him and Felicity stays back. Felicity Overwatch. She goes, well, I'll be staying. Yeah. So we're gonna, who knows what's gonna happen? <laughs> it was. There's been a lot of shit on the computer I've seen about all the new characters we're gonna see in the next Arrow season. Like, yeah, I said it's not going to be a metahuman. It's just going to be a regular old villain. But um, the show's going to get back to its roots. Good. Like how it was at first. But that... that all, Basically, I, I feel like it's all depending on Flash. Yeah. I feel Flash like it all ha- it's all going to change everything. Everything that happens is going to be... You know, and they, they, could, they could make this whole season like a, something that never even happened. <laughs> Yeah, because the Flashpoint, Flashpoint fucks up. Everything. Arrow could come back and be a totally different show. It could, they could totally make up for the fact that, um, that all this is, you know, the way it is. But I don't know. That's all. That's all we really have. We, uh, we do have a couple things we want to talk about for the for the next couple weeks. 
as you just said, we're going to talk about. Uh, we mentioned in the beginning of the episode we don't have any more Arrow. None of our regular shows. Everything's on break, or you know, like Walking Dead. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead's on mid-season break. We have a couple months for that. We have until fall for all of our other superhero shows. We're currently watching Daredevil. I mean, we could probably. I don't know. I mean, if we wanted to, we could do like we could probably just do like a, either a, an entire season two special. Or yeah. a half season two special. I mean, we did talk half. about the first three episodes in this podcast. Yeah, so we could like wait till the halfway. Or, I mean, or we could just wait till the end and then talk and about just talk the whole about season. the rest of it. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure by this time everybody already knows what happened and it's already yeah. been talked about. Yeah, so we can just do a complete cover and then next year we'll just yeah we're gonna try to get that as part of the yeah the then, we'll try uh, to binge it when it comes out. I actually don't know if when i was listening to fat man on batman and joe, they had joe casada on there they said that daredevil season three would be is a while away that it's not a yearly thing what the daredevil season three is like that the defenders will be out before daredevil oh. season three comes out interesting so that just and jessica jones season two they're doing luke cage is the next thing that's coming out right well, they have to do it every year. They're not. Well, they're going to do it every two years. Daredevil was on last year and then this year. I know that, but then they're doing Defenders and then then Daredevil, like yeah. season three. So like, they're but they're using Daredevil. Daredevil's in the Defenders, so like it's not going to be the last time we see oh, it. Right, but yeah. um, they're just they're doing it different on the on the Marvel side of things. It'll be it'll be weird, but I have a feeling it's going to be really good. We need to catch up on Jessica Jones and we need to watch Luke yeah. Cage when that comes out and Iron Fist. That's yeah. that's what's coming out. Um, we're getting all of that. Defenders, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist all before Daredevil Season 3, I think is what he right. said. I think. Well, whatever. I don't know. I was inconceivably wrong the other day about some information that was too simple to remember. So What information? That information I gave you about Cricket Wireless. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, So I, I don't trust my own judgment nowadays. No, it's all gravy, baby. But we're going to do some pretty interesting stuff. We're going to start having specials. We're going to... We plan on finding movies that have graphic novels with them yes. say like Killing Joke we're going to when Killing Joke comes out we're going to read the graphic novel we're going to watch the movie and then we're going to do an entire special on the Killing Joke right and then we have there's other ones like DJ found this awesome shit at Walmart yeah it was really cool they're, what they are they're just uh, they're you know they're, they're movies and they have like a graphic novel counterpart I don't I'm assuming the graphic novel would have something to do with uh, it would have to be the closest thing the, the closest thing that they have to that DVD but the first one that I saw was Batman Superman Public Enemies um and it had, you know, the a, a graphic novel of the same title uh, right along with it. So it's um, gonna be that'd be interesting. Yep, they had Justice League, Throne of Atlantis, and Justice League Origins. And it was the Death of Superman graphic novel, and then Doom. Superman Doomsday. Yeah. So I mean, it's gonna like that. That's I'm I'm excited to do this because you know we get to read it and then we get to do the freaking. Right. It was. It's gonna. It's just a cool idea. I think. I think it's gonna be. So awesome. we're gonna do that, and then so if you want to keep up, we're gonna be posting which one we're gonna do first next. Yeah. So next Monday, I think we're starting that. I don't know which one we're gonna do yet. Yeah. And then. Um, but we'll let you know. So if you feel yeah. like watching it or reading it and reading it, then you can follow along. And then we're gonna do. Um, well, hopefully, if we can, if we can make it happen, uh, I would like to get Ninja Turtles locked yes, down in the brain. Um, do a little bit of a special on that. We're we, and we're going to talk about this. Too. We're I don't think right now we're going to do a special on X Men Apocalypse. Yeah, because I mean we we like it and everything, but it's not our biggest concern right now with X Men. We'll do it when it comes out on DVD. So if you guys can just wait yeah, for that. So for, so for those of you who've been waiting to hear our thoughts on that, you're gonna have to wait a little bit longer because we're not going to pay for it in theaters. Um, yeah, I think X Men is overdone. Like I, I liked it at first. I mean, I'm not saying it's not going to be a good movie, but I haven't heard been, it's been. It's been fucking things. like nearly 18 years <coughs> that it's been out. Oh my god, it hurts. So 
But we have that, and then we're gonna do a special on on the new Rebirth. Yeah, which I read it. I read the entire first issue, which was it's all so cool. It was awesome. Like, and DJ's yet to read it. He'll yeah, get I've, to it. I've yet to read it. And then we're gonna do a special on Watchmen because of the connection. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, we're gonna DJ actually has the graphic novel to the Watchmen, and then we're gonna watch that. We're gonna so that's gonna take place into the. Yeah, we're gonna do like it's gonna be a Rebirth Watchmen specials for everybody. You know, catch everybody at the speed. Then I also have the next three issues of Rebirth in the storyline. Um, Superman, Green Lanterns, and uh, fucking Batman. Should be cool. I have all three of those coming, so we'll read those. And then, um, like I said, where's that list at? Is it still on the floor right there? Yeah, I know. I know you have it. Oh. Well, I had written we'll down keep a... posted. Yeah, we're, we're, we're definitely... Oh, and Flashpoint. That's right. Yeah, we're going to do that Flashpoint special. Flashpoint too. Paradox is coming up. We're doing that real soon. Because DJ, we have, we have that one right there. Actually... I think if you want next Monday, if we don't get to Ninja Turtles, we should do Flashpoint yeah. first. So we're going to, if you guys are interested, on Monday we're going to do, if we're not doing Ninja Turtles, if we happen not to see it by then, we're going to read the graphic audio and then watch the Flashpoint movies movie. So we're going to talk about, that's what we'll be talking about first. Right. Yeah, we're, we're not going to know for the next couple of days if Ninja Turtles are going to work out this weekend or not. I'm hoping that it does. It's out already, isn't it? Yeah. I'm just hoping that our, our work schedule is going to work out for it. Why should we go see it tonight? Um, when does Amber get off? Amber gets off at 6. I have a free movie ticket. I do too, but I don't know. It's not opening weekend. I don't, I don't think we have weekend. anybody watch Emily. Or is that Amber, Amber, Amber wants to go? Yeah. Oh. Fucking. No. <laughs> she just watched the other one the other day. Well, that's going to put a little impeding on that. But, I mean, next next Friday we might be able to go. It depends. That's what I'm, that's what I'm hoping for. I know that I know that I'm off and you were only work till in the daytime. Yeah. So should be able to do and it. I don't care to travel. We can just yeah, that's what we'll just watch it here. That's uh, so why I'm hoping for like a like a, a nine thirty showing or something like that. Yeah. Amber works one to nine. Uh, we'll figure it out either way. Um but yeah, we're we're gonna we got a whole bunch of specials coming out, so just stay tuned. We'll post everything when we're doing it. And like I said, we have a Harry Potter special in July. Woo! I can't wait. Uh, we've been working on wands this morning. We're doing a wand raffle and a bunch of stuff for the Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Um, yeah, we're actually going to make wands from little sticks because I know DJ has DJ made a wand for me for Christmas. And we decided both decided to – and we asked the lady that's running it and saying, can we make wands and raffle them off? And she goes, hell, yeah, you can do that. Yeah, so, absolutely. So we're going to be at Bradley's Book Outlet. Vicky something. Vicky from the Book Outlet. Yeah, Bradley's Book Outlet at Dubois Mall. We're going to be there on July 31st for the Midnight Harry Potter release. And, come um, join us. Come talk to us. If you guys like Harry Potter, come to the mall. and Yeah. You can interview with us. And Yeah, but we're going to be having a big old Harry Potter special uh, that the following Monday. Um, we're going to be talking about – I don't. I, we might have to wait a week to talk about the, ne- the Curse Child. I don't think we're going to be able to – you might be able to read it in one night, but I don't know if we're going to have time to read the Curse Child between then and now. But then – we're definitely gonna be talking Harry Potter. Maybe we'll wait. Yeah, yeah. I mean, until we'll we the, read it, we'll do the Cursed Child special and just include all the stuff, the interviews we have in that. Special. Yeah, maybe we'll just wait and read the Cursed Child, and we'll just yeah, that'll be that'll be the best. So, all right. Well, that was episode eighteen of Nerd Talkalypse. Yeah, we'll be back next week uh, talking about uh, what did you say, Flashpoint or Ninja Flashpoint Turtles? Or one or the Ninja other. Turtles. So keep, we'll keep, keep you guys posted. On Facebook.
We at Nerdtalkalypse Podcast assume no claim in sounds, references, music, and graphics and are not affiliated or endorsed by any companies involved, such as Disney, Lucasfilm, Marvel, DC Comics, Warner Brothers, Sony, ComicBook.com, or any of their affiliates. Nerdtalkalypse is a non-profit generating podcast made for entertainment purposes. We can be found on social media at Facebook.com slash Nerdtalkalypse and on Twitter at Nerdtalkalypse. You can also email us, Nerdtalkalypse at gmail.com. We really appreciate you listening. Please subscribe to us at any of the following servers. iTunes, Stitcher, Satchel, Player FM, and TuneIn Radio. Or also on Facebook every Monday for a live viewing of the show. Please, if you enjoy the show, let us know via email or review on iTunes. If you'd like to be a guest, either in person or via Skype, please send us an email. If there's any subject matter you wish us to discuss, please let us know. We will do all the necessary research to bring you that specific content, either in our next episode or a special of your very own. Thank you again for listening to Nerd Talk Lips Podcast.